Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the ANSS AMC Power Hour 326 2020. Uh, tonight's show, we got me and Savage on and... Well, we kind of already started, but we didn't start to show yet. So Savage got a story. He's going to tell us about being locked down. All right, Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last week before this, the um, lockdown happened, I get pulled up by a police officer and um, he tells me, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm just pulling you up to let you know your tail lights out. And um, I says, yeah. That's a pain in the ass because I always blow my back tail light. Yeah, I only just replaced it yesterday. Uh, and thank you very much for letting me know, officer. And um, then he um, proceeded to tell me that my bike is not warranted, on hold, and not registered. I said, yes, it is. I mean, there goes the warrant sticker, mate. It's up to date. What's the problem? It's also registered. Yeah. Be lagging behind, I told him. He says, Don't worry, I'm not going to do anything. And then we go into lockdown, you know, as of bloody um, a few days ago. And and then I get this fucking infringement notice in the bloody mail for a $100 fine and 15 demerit points. And that comes off your license because you've only got 100 uh, points on your license. And each time you go down off of 100, uh, you'll end up losing your license if you go, go below that 100. So I've got a clean record, and I'm thinking, I don't break the law because I don't. Um, and I can't afford to $100 fine. So I try to ring these guys. They fucking have all their phone lines blocked up. So I jump on my bike, put all my gear on, and I walk down there, all battle armed up, and fucking masks and gloves and fucking... Everything else, glasses, the lot, so you can't have you see who I am anyway to start with. And uh, right. rock here, and they tell me, oh, we haven't got time to deal with this. It's not an essential thing that we should be dealing with. We're too busy. And I call bullshit straight away because I haven't seen a cop for the whole fucking um, five miles getting there. <laughs> and, and there's no yeah. cops in here. And I'm thinking... Fucking lying little piglet. You, you tell me you're fucking too busy, my ass. So I says, okay. And he goes, thanks for your understanding. I said, thanks for yours, mate, and left. And I go home. I thought, fuck it, I'll try the bloody phone line one more time. I rang it, rang it through, and I got through, and the lady on the other end, I explained it to her, and she said to me that... She could see within her system that I was in the right and I was warranted and registered before the bloody cop called me out. Right away, she, yeah. she squashed it and it got squashed. And and I don't have to pay a fine. I don't lose any demerit points. But the, the point is, we're in a fucking lockdown situation due to a so-called virus uh, problem and 
fucking cops are lying their through their teeth straight to people's faces and you wonder why we don't trust these people we, you know uh, the majority of people just hate cops because they're a bunch of fucking liars so um, well they've become that, so crooked yeah yeah they, they they tell you lies to your face and then still find you yeah yeah yeah, and writes your tickets, like you said, he tells you're not getting a ticket, but then yet he's wrote down all your information and mails you one in the fucking mail. What the fuck? Yeah, and you go back to the 15th century, right? They used to have yeah. um, uh, men in the castles over in England or fucking even in America. It was pretty prominent in America where they had um, the the bigwigs they had people under them soldiers etc go out and they'd do the revenue gathering well this is modern day lie through their fucking teeth revenue gathering because they used to hold people to ransom and take money off them for whatever reason they could come up with and that was yeah. to increase the government coffers and they're still doing it today they're just doing it a different way so how many people you think not like yourself just paid the ticket uh yeah, well, I'm I'm a um, I'm a little I mean, bit hot under the collar sort of a man, you know. So I, I fume about shit like that because I don't like people taking advantage of anybody. Um, so I'm straight in your face. Um, uh, people that aren't like me, I, I would say that there'd be heaps of people who've been sucking into just paying it. Yeah, I'd say so too. I mean, once you made your trip to the police station, most people would say it's pretty much over and uh just pay the goddamn ticket so they can keep their license uh but to, to give it a one more call and and you know try to get something done that's something like what i'd do too because i feel like oh, i'm I, in the right and i'm not gonna let it yeah go. i'd have took it all the way to the judge i'd, I'd have been into judges stand showing him my paperwork <laughs> yeah yeah I think the guy just pulled me over because he wanted to fucking take a photograph of my fucking patch. That's probably more like what's going on. Uh, yeah. You know, fuck the local biker around and fucking take a photograph of the patch and then get him to come back in again because you find him for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're really, really proud of those things in their area. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, no. Uh, so have they told you guys that you're in lockdown and that you're supposed to stay at home and you're supposed to stay in your own little bubble? Have they told you that over the news? Recommended. Uh, recommended. It's it's not it's not law yet, but uh some towns it's it's law. So what Illinois are you guys in? Uh Damien, our nighthawk, he he's He's told us that uh, um, up there in Illinois, you got to have papers to go back and forth to work with. So is it only essential services that are open? Yeah, I mean, if it's um, if your job required to be open, like you do government work or uh a restaurant work a, a mechanics job stays open uh brooke makes compressors for hospitals and places like that that place stays open the boat plant let like 700 people off 
uh, yeah. non-necessary jobs or, or to letting people down and out of work. But so far, it looks like Trump passed a bill today uh, where he's going to send everybody in America a $2,500 check. Wow. Yeah, well, they to did help that you stuff out. Over, yeah, they did that stuff over here too. They um, have supported all businesses that are um, uh, small businesses. They've supported just about every business throughout the country and all workers that are, are not at work because that business is shut down and they still have their job, they're paying them out a, a portion of the weekly wage in a, a lump sum. And um, just about every worker gets about uh, almost $3,000 each. Every employee, small business, uh, they can get up to um, anything up to $50,000 for each bloody business, depending on their turnover and their volume over the last few years. And out of these stores, you can't find like eggs and burger and stuff like that in. Um, and tonight on the local news, I seen where restaurant owners, you know, they, they buy their food by the month and they got this whole stock of eggs and beef and everything yeah. else. And a lot of those restaurants in town are putting their commodities up for sale because, well, if I don't use them before they expire, I have to throw them away and I lose that money. So I can break them down into uh, packages big enough for the public and, uh, I can sell you meat and burger and eggs and, and make it at a, a fair enough price to where I don't lose money either. And so the you, local restaurants are selling their produce off. We've gone a little bit extra further over here. Every single shop, every single restaurant, they are all closed down. There are no bars. There are no restaurants. There are no food outlets except for supermarkets which is classed as a, an essential um, business. So we've only got no. supermarkets, petrol stations. Those are the only things that are allowed to stay open because they're an essential service. Do you guys have a Casey's gas stations over there? No. Well, Casey's makes food. They make sub sandwiches and pizzas and shit like that right over the counter at their own little gas station. And they're only doing call-ins. I mean, you can call in and order a sandwich and then come in the door and say, hey, I'm Mel, and, uh, you know, I ordered a sandwich. And, and I didn't know this, and I was there. I said, so, you guys, I was really hoping you are making sandwiches. She said, oh, we do call-ins. I said, oh, you do? She said, yeah. And uh, I said, so what's your number, man? And so she gave me her phone number and at the right there, and I called her, and the telephone on the wall right behind her rang, and she turned around and answered it. And sure as shit, it was me. And she said, Casey's, can I help you? And I'm standing just right on the other side of the service counter, you know, where they make work to order my sandwich. And I'm yeah. telling her, yeah, I want a BLT sandwich with tomato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Over the telephone, but on the other side of the fucking counter. <laughs> She's just like dividing by the rules, though, you know? And funny, but... Yeah, that's true. Cool. <laughs> we, you know, we all laughed about her seven or eight of us standing around at Casey's just rolling on that shit. Yeah, we have places like that, but now they're shutting the doors and you only get let in 
um, if you have to get lead in, I don't know what the story is now. I haven't gone down to fill up gas yet. I am going to be going down later on today to fill up with gas. Um, and um, they have like beautiful gourmet pies in a service station I use all the time, but I don't know if I'm actually going to get that from them. You know, I'll, I'll find out when I go down. So I'll be able to let you know next week because we're in a four-week lockdown, and this four-week lockdown is just way over the top, and, and our government is pushing hard on stopping this virus that, you know, as best they can by closing everything down. Uh, the boss has a girl in Pablo, Colorado, and she just called, this was yesterday, and said they go on total lockdown at 6 a.m. And that was, uh, that's this morning, they went on lockdown you have permission yeah. to come out or be arrested there will be designated days for groups of people to get food and such and gas is limited you can only buy so much gas and they've already cut boss off two weeks ago at the gas pump he was he got up to 75 dollars worth of gas filling the tank on the truck and uh yeah. they told him you can't put no more gas in it wow Oh, well, we still got gas stations in o that are like our 24 hour gas stations kind of like, well, they cut back their hours. Like the one I go to in the morning, they, uh, they're 24 hours, but they close now. So they open at five and they close at 10, I believe. Well, so I, they have certain things I like to get. So I waited for them to open at five o'clock yesterday morning. And I get in there and I, I, I get a fountain soda every morning. So I, I get my fountain soda and there's no lids or straws. And, and, uh, and there's a note on there that says you got to see the attendant for your lids and straws. So I'm like, all right. So I get up there. I'm behind this old boy and he's got, you know, a bag full of stuff that he's bought. And, and and she's got the attendant, she's got rubber gloves on and and she picks up every item and scans it and then takes his money and and gives him his change back. And then I get up there with my cup and I'm like, Well, can I get a lid and a straw? And she reaches over with that same glove that she just touched and dealt all that money and all that to and picks me a lid up and hands it to me uh, like it, it's kind of defeating the purpose if you're if you're going to this extreme and you're handling the money and touching stuff that people's breathed and who knows what on and and now you're reaching over in this pile of lids and you're using the same glove to hand me a lid what the hell is the difference of me just reaching up there and getting my own lid? So they're taking, they're, they're really taking this overboard and then not following through with the stuff that they're wanting to do. I, and yeah. I can't say, I can't say that I disagree. I mean, I don't want nobody in my house to get sick. I go to yeah. work every day because yeah. I'm one of those essential workers but I go to work every day with, I don't know, 400 people working that plant on a, on each shift. So I am taking the chance of, I don't know, 
carrying it home to my mother-in-law, which is in no way should she be around that stuff because she's already sick. And so I, I just don't get how they can pick one thing over another as being, oh, it's okay. Yeah, you guys can go to work. But then other places, they're shutting whole factories down, boat plants and stuff. I mean, we make compressors for central air units and refrigeration units. And I know for a fact that we have a warehouse that is jam-packed full of the these supplies. And if there's something that just has to absolutely be made, there's people that they could call in specifically to come in and, and get this product to somebody. We're, it's not that we're essential. I think it's more that they have more pull, I guess, than, than other places. And they just, they don't want to shut down. So they're calling it essential. Yeah, and they're getting away with it, obviously. There's been places like that over here doing exactly the same thing. There's one meatworks in um, uh, Taranaki, and, and we're in the district state that I'm living in, that's um, still operating, not um, abiding by the rules of the distance and not abiding by the rules with, you know, safety PP gear. And uh, this meatworks has got people on the chain that are closer than the two meter distance apart from each other. It's probably only about a, less than a meter, and they're putting every employee at risk, and none of the employees are happy with it at all. And um, every single meat product that they are cutting up and producing is not even being provided to our country. It's all going to a Dubai, and I'm thinking. You know, what's up with that? How is that an essential service that we would have every single meatworks closed down because we've got enough supply, yet one meatworks gets away with keeping it on working and, and not following the protocol? I mean, that's really off the cuff, you know? Yeah, because they say, uh, I don't know, it can last on metal up to so many days and it can last Three days, on yeah. cardboard for a whole day and and you got all these people who knows who has it i'm i myself i'm not too worried about catching it but i'm worried about bringing it home to my family because well mel he's got some breathing issues and mom she's an older lady and she is sickly and I, I, I really, yeah, I just really don't understand. I mean, no, by no means do I want to just be like, okay, because there's been several people on in the plant that's like, I, they close schools down and everything. Some people don't have anybody to watch their children. And even if they did, do you really want to send your children to those places where everybody else's kids are going? I mean, it's just... It's just a little crazy in my mind. And then you got some of the people that are like, I, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just I'm just going to stay home. And the company allows that. I mean, that's that's an allow uh, that we get that. OK, you can you can have your downtime. You'll still have your job when you come back. 
but what about those of us that don't have a, a second income or of savings because we're poor broke motherfuckers how how are we supposed to be able to take that on to our own and be able to do the same thing without being have anything coming in you can't you can't do it and there's so many people in the plant that they don't have that choice of being able to stay home and quarantine and t and make sure everything's safe because we just can't <laughs> we have to make our paycheck and they're not giving they're not going to help you out in any way if you take that 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 uh what is it uh Oh, leave of absence. That's what they get. That's what they call it over here. A leave of absence. Like you typically, it's like if somebody is in your family is like really sick, and you and you, it's gonna be months of doctor visits and home care and stuff like that. And they'll give you a leave of absence, and when you come back, you still got your job, you still got your pay, but that's not. You don't get paid during that you don't get money you don't get anything when you take that and that's what they're all taking but like i say most of them have two incomes they have a savings they have you know they they can they can afford to do it not that they want really to do it but they have that that luxury to be able to to be able to stay safe and I, I feel like I'm being all crazy like everybody else. I really don't. I am to the point like I don't think that this is what they 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 they're blowing it. It feels like they're blowing it up bigger than what it really is. I feel like car wrecks, flus, flu flus to the elderly are fucking deadly. I mean, um, flu to infants can be deadly. Flu to people with underlying conditions can be deadly. Car accidents. I mean, I don't know how many people every day die in a fucking car wreck. It feels like they're just blowing it out of proportion because of what the world is going through right now. Trump has pretty much cut off. He wants to cut off the world and make America America again and make all our own shit in America and it feels like this is like they're getting back at us and and for Trump is for no for like everybody we get our shit from everybody in in the world and not ourselves yeah and it feels like they're they're making it into something that it's really not i mean people die every day i understand that and i feel I feel bad for the one that's got this disease and has died, but it's, I don't feel like it's any more of a pandemic than the flu or the fucking car wrecks or fucking OD and off of fucking doing too much dope. It, it really don't feel like that to me. It feels like they're covering up, they're making it bigger than what it really is. Well, it was patented. I don't know if I can get this to get turned up loud enough. Does it feel like that to you, Savage? 
Well, somebody come across with a theory on this, and they told me that um, this was introduced on purpose to uh, make everybody go home, spend time with family in lockdown, because the whole thing's a cover-up to uh, the asteroid that's about to hit the Earth. <laughs> on the 29th of April apparently NASA found this rock that's four kilometers wide it's heading towards earth and they don't know what they're going to do about it so they uh, released this virus as a uh, undercover bloody thing to make people think that you should worry about a virus go home spend time with your family uh, before this bloody rock hits the earth and destroys it I mean, you, uh, it, it's just so fucked up that you don't rule. I mean, we don't know the truth of any of it. It's just uh, what you want to fucking choose to believe. I mean, other than reading the Bible and taking your, your fucking course from that, I don't know. There's nothing else out there that can fucking tell you what's going to happen. But the Bible repeats itself. It's a fuck. It's it's goes over and over, and we've seen it over and over and over again. Shit that goes on that has already went on two and three times, and it's like nobody learns from it because they don't they don't read the Bible anymore. It, well, the government's made it a joke, and and, uh, and because they're trying to rid the world of the Christians. Yeah, they want all the fucking towel heads and chinks and everything else to take over and fucking ruin it. Well, you know, Christians will stand. Christians are fight. We've been raised to fight. I mean, we're, we're the, turn the other cheek was what they t preach. But when it comes right down to it, the Christian stands up and fights. Look at George Washington and the boys. They were all good Christians. Uh, when they wrote the Constitution and all the laws of the land, it, it, it was all based off the Bible with good Christians. Um, that's why we're all racist because it was white men who made these laws and if you're yeah. any other culture any other, to stand up against the constitution if you're fighting the constitution or any laws or anything that goes on in America you could just scream racism because it was written by white men that's basically what's going on just beating around the bush but we all know what's really going on Oh, we like to hope and think that we do. I mean, you can only, all you can do is take from what you hear. I mean, whatever the god dang crappy ass news has to tell you. Or you can read back through all the different eras and, and, and learn from all that. But even then, who knows who wrote that shit and made it up. And I mean, our history books are shit anymore. They don't, they, they just like, go through and just very barely touch the topics that they talk about they don't go in depth and everything that happened then and, and all the just even the small things that happen they don't they, it's oh, not shit. it's just you know the revolutionary war the fucking civil war they don't discuss this, that. that they just they just barely touch on all them subjects slavery they rub the shit out of that oh though. yeah yeah they, yeah but they don't they don't um go in depth anymore you can look at any of the 
history books in in America, and they are shit. Yeah, but because like I'm trying to educate every single one of you into being a dumber society on purpose because they want compliant taxpayers. That's fucking right. Yeah. What do your guys' textbooks look like, your history books? Our history books fucking are the worst of all. I mean, they try to say that the indigenous population was the first bloody population here before we came here, which was a load of crap. The indigenous population in our country um, were not the first bloody uh, humans to land on this island that we live on. Um, they were the ones that come across and killed the people that were already living here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like we did in America. White warmongers. We come in, we come in and found the country, and, and nothing was being done with it. People were living here, but they weren't doing anything with it. They were just living their lives. Savages. We come in and made it fucking America, and now we're the bad guys. <laughs> Why? Because you killed a few Comanches. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were trying to kill white men. I didn't yeah. do it, but yeah, somebody did. <laughs> Some white fellas. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose your history books um, state that the Indians weren't actually the first ones to be there. And the Indians really, they just call them Indian. I don't understand. They all look like fucking. Mexicans that come up and grew their hair out. I don't know. I don't know where they came from, but they they're not a a, a white race. They don't look like me. They they I don't know. I can't say much because I got dark hair and dark eyes and a nice tan in the summertime, but I ain't no goddamn Indian. <laughs> She's an Irish girl. <laughs> But it's they act like we did something horrible when they don't bother to mention when something was introduced to them that they could indulge in, that they took it way above and above, beyond, was like the liquor. Once the Indians fucking found liquor, it was, <laughs> it was done. I mean, they had no self-control. I no. mean, they could smoke pot all day long and not have a problem. But as soon as they found that whiskey, oh, boy, fire water. It was, it was. They were done. <laughs> we knew how to eliminate them, didn't we? Give them I mean, some even now, even even today, you go out to one of them reservations and it looks like shit. Yeah, it does look like nigger town. They're just living in shacks. Nobody has no no like want to fucking live any better than that. And and I'm not dissing the, how they want to live, but if if you're not gonna do nothing with this great land, then move on over and and let us have a hand in it. <laughs> like I was telling Flint, you know, uh, a buddy of mine up in Illinois, we went up there and he had this Indian kid come over and he said, ah, he's the Indian kid who's been hanging out around here. At least he's American Indian, you know? And I laughed. I said, yeah, I guess that's all right. I said, you know how dumb them Indians are. I said, I watched a documentary on him in prison and this Indian, he walks right out the front door in the middle of winter, snows asshole deep and rips a piece of wooden siding off the house and walks back in and busts it up small enough to fit in the goddamn fireplace. And 
you know, burns off the goddamn siding of the house trying to keep warm. And, you know, I just blow it's a draft bowl right there. <laughs> Dumbass Indian. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta go fire. Um, the same with the niggas over in fucking Africa, the ones from out in the outback. You, you tried to miscate those fuckers. We had some of them come over here to our country. We gave them a house. They, the black ass niggas, fucking, you know, says, Oh, thank you very much. Come back a fucking couple of days later, and they'd ripped all the bloody floorboards uh, out of the floor, um, created a pit in the center of the room, and proceeded to fucking build a fire in, in, in the house in the middle of the floor. <laughs> oh my God. They thought that's how you, you know. do your cooking. <laughs> yeah. As Dot had told me what they do is uh they dig a hole in the ground over there in uh oh Asia, I guess, India. Yeah, and they, they dig a hole in the ground with like a post hole digger and they throw some cow shit in there and they pour water on it. They put a cover over top of that all day long. And then they come back in the evening and they pull the cover off and they light that hole on fire and It'll burn for an hour or two, and uh, that's how they cook their dinner over cow shit. Because they're holy. <laughs> <laughs> the cows are holy there. <laughs> that fucked up over a hole in the ground cow shit. They worship cows. <laughs> I didn't think to ask him, was that cook a steak well done? <laughs> uh, I mean, we've been trying. I've I've watched it ever since I was little. I'm sure it's went on way before I was little, and I'm not just a youngin anymore. But I've watched America try to help so many countries, and still to this day, fucking thirty five years later. They still can't grow product. They can't grow nothing. They can't take care of nothing. They just sit over there and drink their own pee and hope they're going to live. Well, and then, you know, it's just, they're just not right. And we're only helping out third world countries. We ain't helping out countries like New Zealand and uh, old France and fucking spain and uh isn't italy white yeah italy's white why ain't we over there helping italy and then why ain't we helping um sweden they're white and you know the netherlands uh countries like that no we're we're down there trying to help out south africa these niggers that are trying to kill us for fucking 50 years patience and and fucking they've never fucking done anything with it they just still just wait for us to come back and give them some more stuff and and the other countries like new zealand and uh of the white countries of the world they're doing the same thing they're trying to they're catering to these muslim countries out of you know iraq and iran leading right into these same muslims are running into the fucking uh, into africa through the right in through the desert and and they're being muslim terrorists and the saddest thing is is now they know let's go to america they'll take care of us over there and we don't have to live over here anymore <laughs> you know they come over here and build cells you know yeah. and, and, well, and terror cells and 
Well, look at that one out in Arizona. They they busted it and they were stealing kids off the street. There's not a lot of them that come over here and do what they, and they say were, they're going to do. Or they just, I mean, when we lived in Wisconsin, we had this house next to us. We had a big fucking house and the house next to us wasn't no slouch, but there was like 14 families living there. There was fucking Mexicans all over the place. Like, what, you guys just scared to have your own house? You just, you know, and they ran it down. It was nasty, stunk. Oh, fucking, it was bad. It, it's unbelievable. You fucking give them a chance, and then they fucking do some shit like that, you know? And as silly as stealing foundation rocks out of our <laughs> man they dug these rocks right up out of the fucking concrete on the back stoop man there was a the yard was like a dish and it was uh landscape with these big marble looking rocks and then there was some other big ones that were almost knee high that uh they put it in the on the edge of the concrete corners where you come out the door there was two of them where you can make like a gate across there so you didn't fall off the edge of the steps and uh these son of a bitches come over and probably they were they were set on like halfway wet concrete. They made a divot in the concrete where they sat there and they you had to pry them up. And uh, well, then they just came up missing all together. And well, I didn't want my landlord accusing me of stealing them, so I I didn't make a police. I just wanted to make a police report that the rocks were missing off the back stoop that somebody had taken them. I didn't say where they'd went or anything. I just noticed that they was missing. And if my landlord comes around here, I want him to know. And I'm going to tell him that the rocks are missing and ask him if he come and took them. And until I see him, the rocks are missing off my back stoop. I mean, for me to replace those, they'd be about four or 500 bucks a piece. So I had yeah. to do something, at least the insurance. So his insurance would pay for them. Yeah. Make a police report. But this yeah. is all the way in fucking Wisconsin. Like, how? Why would Mexicans from the desert go to one of the coldest fucking places in America? <laughs> I don't get it. And then live like that. They had a chance, and they blew it. Yeah. Plain and simple, and that's what they always do. You give a nigger a fucking well, chance. And he turns around and fucking stabs you in the back and takes your 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 fucking old lady or something. I don't fucking know. There's an awful lot of that going on around here, too. And they had kids running around there, and they'd come over and play in my yard on this dish of rocks. And uh, where I cut the trees, it made, like, uh, spears coming up out of there. I tried to cut them, go back, and I had to wait for them to grow up big enough to cut off again, but they just stuck out above the rocks a couple inches, and I couldn't get in there. So I cut them off, you know, pretty much lopped them off at an angle, looked like a spearhead. I didn't think anybody, next thing I come home from work one day, and I see these Mexican kids playing on the rocks where I cleaned off all them trees. I come out and told them, hey, don't play on there, and they ran to their house, and well, while the cop was there, I asked him if he spoke Spanish, and he said, no, why? And we was in the backyard on the back porch where the rocks came up missing, and I said, well, you see where I cleaned these trees out here? I wasn't even thinking to cut them off flat, and I just was cutting them off to get down to get the mosquitoes out of my yard. And uh, they grew back up, and they come up out of there like spearheads, and these little Mexican kids are running around my back. One of them falls. Uh, 
playing on these rocks, they're going to go right through them. You know, one of those spearheads were. I said, at least get a cop down here. And he said, oh, my God, they've got 10 families living in that house, he said. And uh, uh, he said, I don't know why. He says, our government lets them do that. He said, uh, it's their culture is what they, they tell him. When people complain and around the city about uh, 10 families of Mexicans living in one small house, they know the police department has to tell them, well, that's their culture and that's how they live in Mexico. And uh, so that's how we allow them to live here in, in America. And that is such bullshit. Have you ever seen a, a whole family like that? Like 14 families of Mexicans living in one house in Mexico? No. They uh, all have their own little Pueblo. Their own little mud shack, yeah. <laughs> and, and so they tell you that's how they live in their own They're country. They're taking all our fucking money and shipping it to Mexico so their families can be rich. <laughs> yeah but uh but that's fucked up that cop just laid it out to me just like that and i was like son of a bitch and then of course he you know I, i'm a crazy looking fuckery and uh you don't do drugs i said no he said hey man you look crazy uh and the neighbors on the corner sold crack he was trying to get me to go over there so he could get rid of these uh make a drug buy for him I said, look, man, if you want to get rid of these motherfuckers, I tell you what, you take the night shift and watch the block for me, and uh, I'll douse the place with gasoline and light it up, and they'll never live there again. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Oh, he got spooked. <laughs> he got spooked and took off running. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do that no more than you want to do what I ask. <laughs> I want to tell him nobody no more than you want to watch out for my crime. I'll burn the house down before I tell on him. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's just funny shit, you know. Uh, just a, when a cop asks you to work for him to be a snitch and you ask him to work for you and watch your back while you commit a felony. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, that's basically what you're doing when you snitch on somebody. You're working with the cops in an illegal way and fucking trapping yeah. somebody into something that they would never have done if they knew the cops was fucking involved. Let's get rid of them in a way where <laughs> nobody gets a promotion. <laughs> you keep your mouth shut and I'll keep mine shut. <laughs> they don't like that. He didn't like that too well. Oh, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but what do you Still do? There, Savage. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh okay. shit! It was just funny shit, you know. Uh, and uh. So the rocks came up missing. He made his report and left. I, I after that, he didn't want to talk to me very much. He he really uh, he found me to be okay. And uh, one of my buddies was getting evicted from his house, and my car was in the garage. And the landlord was about to have my car towed, and I had the engine tore apart in his garage. And uh, he just happened to be the cop that they 
they called to the house. I thought this cop would never even look at me again. But the next thing you know, he's knocking on my door and he said, hey, man, this guy up the road, he he's your buddy's landlord where your car's at. He was about to have it towed. He called me down there to get it towed. And uh, I told him you was a really good guy. And that <laughs> he'd be all right, you know, if you just let him get a chance to get his car out of here first, I'll go talk to him. And the landlord said, well, if you say he's all right, he can leave his car in there. I'll just put a lock on it and give the man a key and he can uh, go in and out of my garage until his motors are fixed. So he just gave me a key to the garage and I got to go up the road to my buddy's house still. And he just told the new renters they don't get the garage until I get my car out of there. <laughs> Can't beat that, huh? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, some of those cops out there, they're not in it to get all the points they can. I mean, he's got to try to ask you to work for him because he is a cop. But I mean, you, you know, I, I may obviously made a pretty good comeback with what for an answer. How about if we just burn the house down? <laughs> and then, uh, after that, he just liked me after that because he realized I, I wasn't. Well, he wrote about 200 tickets on my car. More tickets than any. This, this, really? it, it's, <laughs> it seemed like it between my car and yours. Between my car and I lost my fucking license. Two years. <laughs> I was loud buffler tickets. Yeah, and I, I you know, we, we wake up on Monday morning. There's three tickets on your car. What the, the wrong way on, on the road. So when he was over there investigating the rocks, he told me that's how the crackheads come up. I didn't know you lived in this. Somebody lived in this house. Nobody's lived in this house for four or five years. He said, uh, uh, and then these cars were sitting on the corner all the time. He said, I thought they was the crackheads in that house over there. I said, yeah. And I talked about my other neighbors straight across the street from me. I said, those guys are good people. They told me those people next to him are crackheads. They stole his car. I said, poor old John gets a bad rap. These cops are always fucking with him thinking he's part of their crew and John ain't that way. Uh, and uh, after that, they quit messing with John too. And John's like, man, I don't know what you told that cop, but he quit fucking with me. <laughs> and then uh, after I moved away and moved down here and that cop left he moved to a different area. They put a, he, he, John called me, said, Mel, I don't know what you told that last cop, but he didn't fuck with me ever again. He said, uh, man, I really need you to come back up here to Wisconsin. And they got a new cop in our neighborhood. You, you need to have a talk with him again. <laughs> Straighten him out. Tell him I'm cool. <laughs> the first cop ended up, we found out, he ended up shooting a little nigger. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Teenage nigger. Yeah, the cop that investigated my house. I was bitching about him because he was such an asshole. And turns out, you know, he was in the drug task force and uh, he, the next city over and um, in the middle of a drug deal or something, some nigger was coming down the alleyway and he shot that nigger kid dead thought he was one of the gangbangers he was dealing with and uh so they had to get him out of that town and moved him over to the next town he was a fucking prick man but he his last well i won't say his last name yeah. he uh 
he had a cool ass last name, but he was a prick for a cop. But once he found out how I was, he treated me like a king. He seen my patch and everything. Well, I didn't have no shirt on. I wanted to, I told my neighbor, look, I got to go get a shirt on before the cop gets here to look at these fucking rocks. And I turned around and the cop was pulling right up. I got swastikas stickers all over me, you know, and then I got the Mexicans living next door to me. They're big eye beam hanging out that hold up a swimming pool above my roof like 12 feet out the side of the house it looked like a fuck he goes what do you use that for i said well you know you already see my tattoos i'd like to tell you what i'd like to use it for but we sure can't use it for that (laughs) oh (laughs) i said but it really it holds up a swimming pool uh the garage is big enough to park a semi in and then on the third story of the roof was a a swimming pool. Me and Brooke, the two of us, lived in a seven-bedroom house with a fucking swimming pool on the roof. We only paid like 300 bucks a month for rent for the whole building. We didn't get to use the garage or the basement. And the pool, we couldn't put water in it because insurance reasons, he said. Uh, the fence around the top was too close to the um power lines the guys that were putting the fence up one of the guys bumped the power line and got electrocuted so they determined the city told him he couldn't uh oh he did use it the guy that built that place did use it the guy that built the place used it but uh by the time my landlord got it no and so uh um it had a nice concrete deck up there. I mean, we could go up there and watch the fireworks in three different counties. We were on top of a big hill. All the kids in the whole town swore the house was haunted. When we told people where we lived, nobody lived in that place for the longest time, for years, 10, 15 years, five, six years, Cotton said. But uh, all the people around there said nobody's lived in that house for a long time. It's haunted. Everybody swore it was a haunted house. And uh, I, I never seen or heard nothing in it. I I told him, nah, it ain't haunted. And we invited him over, you know. And uh, it was a nice place. Like, whoa, they were freaking, you know, a lot of people that were my age and Brooks' age were freaking out. Yeah, two walls away tall was my living room, two face the road. And then, uh, I mean, it was huge uh the kitchen all the ceilings were 12 feet high uh the rooms were big they they broke it down and made it us the the kitchen used to be a donut like circle it had a post in the middle it it wrapped all the way around into the living room but they cut that out and made a bedroom and, and boxed it in like a horseshoe but still the kitchen counters was 15 20 feet long uh between the stove and the the kitchen table there was cupboards lined up down below and cupboards up above on both ends probably four feet and then in between there was a window probably six feet tall and 12 feet long anyway it was huge the house was huge uh but uh ice cream man owned it yeah we ain't getting all that uh but uh it was a fucking uh it was a big ass house man it was really nice we got it pretty cheap the guy was a friend of my dad's so we re-rented it for almost two or three years but when his taxes went up he he had to raise our rent up to 500 a month and we just couldn't give that not and pay all the bills 
that thing was expensive to heat in Wisconsin. You're paying heat eight months out of the year. <laughs> yeah, start it gets frigid. You start getting snow before Halloween. <laughs> and and the niggers really take that area over. I don't get it. Why they go to them cold places and the Mexicans too? Because at least suspected. Uh huh. Maybe they're just trying something different. I think it's an easy way to hide. Nobody really pays attention. Nobody they see you come into town, but they don't want to say nothing. Nobody wants to be called a racist. They're all scared of that word. They're Yankees, you know. They can't be talking. They can't be talking bad about. Anybody, because they're Yankees. <laughs> well, boy, I tell you what, I got out of prison, and wherever I went to work at, man, I, you know me, I talk up the Aryan Nation everywhere I go. And those fuckers just seem to love me, man. I, I ain't scared to call niggers niggers. I don't look over both my shoulders. I just say it walking down the hallways at work. They're not racist. Only if you look over both shoulders before you say nigger. <laughs> Other than that, you're cool. <laughs> you're not looking straight in the you face ain't... and cold. You say nigger, right? And they don't care. Are you cutting in and out, Savage? Or is that us? No, I'm not cutting in and out. It's you guys that are cutting in and out. Oh, Mel's got his phone in a funny place. Well, it ain't my phone. I got you working over the internet because my phone wouldn't give me no reception anywhere here where I use my computer. I was going to go out in the truck and use the uh, uh, hotspot on my telephone and uh, talk, but you know, it's a lot easier to sit here at my desk and uh, then Brooke can listen to the show too. That's all good. It's coming through okay. It's not as bad as it's been other times. Yeah, and what I'll do next week is I'll use the truck in the hot spot. I get really good reception out there in the truck. I, it's got to be. Oh. I live in a trailer out in the middle of the woods. So did you guys end up spending a night in the truck recently? No. No. Oh, so you didn't wait too long before the water level went down? Yeah, we live on the hill. Right. So yeah. she flooded flooding. Yeah. We're getting flooding again. They're gonna have more storms in the next couple of days. It it got pretty bad. Like our our buddy, he lives across the across it's a creek. Usually it's like ankle deep creek. Yeah. And our buddy lives on the other side of it, a mile, two miles up the road. Well, we wanted to get together and drink a beer and have and have some conversation, but the the, the creek, <laughs> which is ankle deep, was like it was a three foot like, Well, that's above the bridge. Yeah, three feet <laughs> above the bridge. So there was yeah, no going. I'd, I'd had to drive like 60 miles to go see him. That wasn't going to happen. When the sign goes all the way under the water, that's the four feet marker, four feet above the bridge. Oh, wow. So we, we 
we drove down to the to the creek anyway, even though it was flooded, and he has one of those little like UTV things, and he drove that down to his side, and then we sat on the phone and talked back and forth and drank beer and bullshitted with each other. <laughs> uh, so how many hours are you waiting for the water to go down? How many hours did you yeah. wait? Went down. It, uh, it really depends. It's been raining its ass off over here. You, it went down overnight. Yeah, it, it, it usually, across the bridge. It's it slapping the top of the bridge. It usually goes down like you know three hours after it quits raining for twelve. I mean, it depends yeah. on the rain, but uh, that. It's 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 only like four times a year in the spring usually that it gets flooded like that and you can't go you can't get out. Yeah. Like my normal trip to work is like thirty minute or thirty miles to town going my normal way. But if wow. the bridges are flooded and it's not just one bridge, it's it, it, if you try to take any you're <laughs> not you, you, there's no way to get anywhere there's you, only guys, you, one gotta, way. you gotta take the main ways the big you know the big bridges the big roads everything's big you can't back ways you know don't even try i tried one time it took me like 18 hours to get home uh but 30, mi 30 miles to town the normal way and to get to town when everything's flooded is like 60. You got to do all sorts of backtracking and through all the main roads because they they have the, the capacity for high water. You know, they got all the high bridges and they do all that stuff. But, it's like two hours out of your way. But even right here in Missouri, the whole interstate has been shut down because the water gets as high as an interstate bridge. You'd think they they would have uh, thought about that before they built it. So it's not low by no means either. This is just a, a massive amount of water in a small little spot and and really it's not that that big of a bridge but no it goes underwater and it shuts the whole damned interstate it's down. about four feet above the water it's a concrete bridge it don't have no side rails it's got like parking blocks all the way across it for a for a rail i mean you could just drive right over it driving down the road it's a 40 mile an hour speed limit through there because you're getting ready to hit a 30 mile an hour curb but uh uh, Brooks' dad drove off a bridge just like it, coming home. Uh, he had a keg of beer that was falling over on him, and he tried to get control of the keg. He had strapped in the front seat with a seatbelt. The kid said, and uh, it started falling on him, and he got tried to save the keg from falling on him, and he ended up driving the car right off the side of the bridge into the water. They drove home and got the tractor and pulled him out of the fucking creek and he started the car up and drove it home. Mm. <laughs> Are you, ain't that crazy? Yeah.
So what do you got going on over there, Savage? We better get back on our subject of uh, the coronavirus. Or what they're doing to cover up with the coronavirus. <laughs> um, I got a message from uh, Moss, and he sent it to me, um, like a YouTube video of a guy talking about it's been copyrighted since, what, 2006 or something like that. What, coronavirus? Yeah. Well, it's on Lysol cans. <laughs> so, um, this this virus was uh, patented back in 2006, I think it said. I'll have to review the video again. And uh, but I think um, you know, genocide's part of the Geneva Convention Agreement between all of our countries, uh, and genocide is is tossed in on that. And so, whoever whoever made this virus is. Uh, guilty of genocide that's like global treason well think about it who does it take out elderly i mean that's it takes elderly the young and anybody with health conditions yep yep that's kind of funny ain't it well apparently trying to develop this new strain a while ago because they were trying they were building this virus in response to the uh, protests in Hong Kong. And they wanted to develop a, um, uh, a sprayable um, uh, compliance um, chemical that would turn the people in crowds into uh, dummies instantly. Uh, they were basically trying to... Um, Make people zombified instead of yeah. using you know like water hoses and tear gas and all that sort of shit, they wanted a sprayable chemical that would docile the um crowds and then they could easily move them on. And you know, it's all about controlling um large crowds of people, it's all about controlling people full stop, and that's what they did. And they in China, they took the undesirable people in there in certain communities that went against the government standard they rounded them up they stuck them into this prison and then they started started experimenting on them with these gases and it yeah. took them a few goes to get it right and some people died and they said that when they were experimenting with it some people actually started melting from the inside out and <clears throat> Um, those who survived it um, were dumbed down. They were docile. They were uh, borderline schizophrenic. Um, they basically turned into a bunch of dummies. And they thought, oh, well, this, this seems to be working well. That, that's a good little bloody spray. Let's try that one, you know. So they took it to another research facility in Wuhan and the Americans were interested in knowing about this. Uh, American government, CIA operatives were interested in knowing about it, and they wanted to have a sample. And China turned around and said no. So the CIA um, offered up a large amount of cash, and one of the uh, technicians working in the um, uh, in the government installation decided he was going to. Um, 
take the cash and Mix. give them a sample of this virus. And next to the facility down the road is the uh, advertised um, live food market. Well, he was escaping with a sample of the virus and he was supposed to hand it off to a CIA operative. And the um, Chinese military got onto him before that happened. And what had actually happened in the food markets was they had a shootout and they killed the guy um, who was trying to hand it over to a CIA operative and he dropped the vial and it broke. And that's how it actually got released into the atmosphere is because um, he dropped it on the ground and the vial smashed open. Therefore, he got an outbreak. And, and that's how it happened. That's the account from a top Chinese government official that's now in hiding. Come on, Savage. They told us that it was somebody ate a bat. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, that, that's bullshit. They've been that's bullshit. Eating, they've the whole been thing was covered up. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing was covered up. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what they tell us. Is it, it come? It, it come from an animal, come from animal the, to human disease. It, it it's come, rare. No, it come from that place, that fucking weird Chinese food market, market yeah. where they sell all the crazy shit that they've been selling that stuff for fucking decades. Nobody <laughs> got this virus before. Yeah, well, this virus That's isn't actually called COVID nineteen. It's not even a coronavirus. The, the virus that they developed has got nothing to do with the coronavirus. The Chinese government uh, officials that shot the um, uh, operative that was trying to bloody will um, uh, sell to the CIA, um, he, uh, they thought, well, how do we cover this up? They came up with the coronavirus as a cover story for this virus and this virus isn't actually what the governments of the world have been telling everybody it's actually something different completely huh ah uh, that's fucked up so they're lying to everybody oh they have they to everybody left right and center i mean and there's way more people died than they've um uh let out you know because apparently in China there was hundreds of thousands of bodies stacked up and they burnt the whole fucking lot. It's funny that they took it to this town, Wuhan, where they got this camp because that's where we send all of our students over there around that Wuhan area. Every country in the world sends them there to learn about China. And, and it seems funny how it worked out like genocide because um all these college kids when they go home they take it to different regions of their country guess what yeah, well, part of missouri has, guess part yeah. guess what part of, of united states hasn't been infected yet we got it no, which part no -uh. missouri it seems like all the like inner 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 uh states uh, where all the ports are, outer states. All the outer states on the on the water. On the you coast. know, New York. And it's uh, moved Chicago, into the middle. California. It's slowly making its way towards us. But 
we got it's, like nine cases in Missouri. In Missouri. No, we got a lot more than that. No, there's a lot more, and there's been eight deaths. But eight people die from like drowning every day. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you how many people go swimming every day and how many people actually die in one summer. I mean, uh, I, I understand this is a virus and then something that really gets into people's respiratory, and it, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, yeah. It is a way of. Uh, population control i don't know if all the old people that know all the shit yeah <laughs> brooks says it's old people that know all the shit uh that actually went to school took civics and, and listened to the history teacher um i don't know i mean the, the shit all the history all the history that we've ever learned in in no time that history can be rewritten because once all the elderly anybody that's lived past 60 once all those people are gone they've already started rewriting the history books we've already started grooming children, our children down grooming our children in a different way than when we were raised from when our parents were raised I mean, it, it's get all it takes is just, you know, I don't know. These teachers have all maybe, gone liberal, teaching our children liberal a, ways. A decade, and gay and blacks are all right. A decade, no, that's be a, any sex a century. A century is all it takes to erase everything that our forefathers and their forefathers have fucking fought for. 100 years and it can all be gone and they can rewrite everything and it can make it anything they want you know and they were saying they were making this shit to, to control a crowd i mean the, the, yeah i see what we've seen in hong kong that's a whole town and they in vietnam they made this shit called stp it's like lsd and they, they they hit a whole water supply system with it and it's gone in a few days but it puts the whole fucking city in such an acid trip that the military can just walk right in and do whatever they want and grab whoever they want. Now, they've already got uh, drugs like this used on a, on a city and control an area. Uh, what's, what's the deal with having to come up with something like that? That sounds yeah. still more like genocide to me. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people that are dying around the world um, from this virus, uh, um, believe it or not, a number of them are actually dying from uh, hysteria. You know, yeah. they, they, they think that they're sick when they're not. There's a lot of people in the world that are like that and have that issue. And they yeah. are always analyzing the health and they're always looking at everything oh my god i've got a sore throat so i'm sick <laughs> yeah and, and they're running down there right away saying they got this coronavirus or thinking they do and nine they're saying on the news that nine out of people nine out of ten that show up to get it don't have it nine people out of ten don't have it that just tells you how close they are to our country um they can they can they can shift this country in a whole new gear real quick if people don't pay attention. Earlier this week, I seen, uh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? They may have a cure for this by Friday. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> they, 
they were saying they may have a cure for it by Friday. I mean, these malaria drugs are working for it. And there's also uh, some antibiotics this doctor used on these patients out in New York City that's, uh, their their symptoms are getting better. They're, They're pulling out of it faster than they're going downhill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're, 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 everybody's trying everything. Every doctor in every city's trying everything from, you know, the witch doctor remedy all the way up to fucking science, what they got right now and what's worked in the past on similar type diseases. And this malaria drug really seems like it's positive. Yeah, but it's just what you what they tell you. You don't know. You can buy that over I mean, the counter. You you can be one of the sheep that follow along and be like, well, oh well, they say this is it, so it's got to be it. You know, it might but, work for eighty percent of the people, but then that there's that fucking twenty percent that die trying to take it or didn't get it soon enough, or you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's yeah. just the fact that they are telling you that this could be a cure. Everybody gets all excited and they start fucking spending money again and and i got this and then they don't want to stay home and then you know then poof it's gone and america's back to fucking city again i'm just they they just try to make you scared of everything and it's easy to do if you watch fucking tv any portion of the day they got a gazillion things that they put out there it's they're just fucking uh what do you call it when you put something in somebody's mind what is it uh, no yeah that too but brainwashing, brainwashing. well that tv they've know done it they've, they've already TV. done it you've seen it you've seen all the crazies going running after these uh presidencies fucking joe biden really bernie sanders or fucking Donald Trump. I mean, saying Donald Trump is a fucking saint. I ain't saying he's just the best guy in the world, but he's done some shit in our in our fucking America. He's the best guy for the job right now. <laughs> he, he may not be no but savior, he, but he's I'm doing, not saying doing that he ain't right. a bad guy. Fucking letting them. He don't like he fucking. He's fed it out fake news. Fake news news fake news for so long that he's letting the public know what's really going on yeah but the problem is those guys don't like him so they're not going to listen to him and it's becoming more and more just like this virus they act like he's not doing enough or oh he's not he's overdoing it and he's not doing enough he's overdoing it he can't win <laughs> Half the society is brainwashed, and, and the other half is just, I don't know. But then there's a, like the 132nd of us that know what we want. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and we read through bullshit. And that's us uh, 100 percenters. Us, us, uh, what they call the racial crowd. We look into things. I mean, that's what our forefathers taught us is to look into it and stand up. Oh, people think I'm crazy when I, when I, I don't talk to very many people about anything at work, but once in a while, I might get in a little conversation about queers or niggers or fucking how the state of our fucking 
the town that I work in, I mean, we've watched it disintegrate to fucking shit in 20 years because of all the floods down in the southern states drove them north and they come to find work. No, they fucking didn't. They come some new heroin users. They can get these guys addicted. They they don't know blacks. They they just accept them because they think they're supposed to. And then they end up fuck, fucking heroin out or fucking smoking dope do. in the fucking mess. I mean, they don't get so you. They get your kids. Heartening. And I just try, I try, I, I, I talk shit to some of the closest times I let it slip a little something I might say about it's getting awful dark around here, you know, like Mel said earlier, I use that a lot, but I, I, I don't feel, <laughs> it sucks. I don't feel comfortable enough in my workplace to talk about stuff like that without repercussions. I just blurted it out. <laughs> Seems like I get along with all the bosses and all the people. And even the niggers will say I'm cool. As much as they fucking hate me for Aryan Nation, uh, I'm that guy that'll stand up and fight. And I'm that guy that ain't scared to say nigger. <laughs> that makes me cool. <laughs> you know, but I when, don't mind. I don't mind saying nigger, but it just it, it, it actually makes me feel kind of when I'm talking to like you. It just seems overboard. Yeah. So I I like to say like that black dude at work or something. <laughs> it pretty much says the same thing, but. Not in the same words that we always hear, because you do get bored of hearing the same word. <laughs> so I try to get like um, mix it up, call them colored kids. Colored kids, moon crickets. Uh, oh. oh, make fun of it. Oh, that's good. Right? <laughs> I had a phone in the window and I tried to open it. <laughs> I still there's a. <laughs> Savage. Yeah. It's the middle of the afternoon over there for you, ain't it? It is. I'm getting ready for going for a ride soon. I know I can sell your dick. Listen to us talk here. We're just rambling on. Uh, I'm just let you know if there's anything else that's new that I can talk about. Um, there's not. The, the only thing that is being said at the present time is we only have one person in our whole country that's in intensive care in the um, virus unit. Only one person for our whole country. There's only 338 people infected in our whole country of 5 point whatever million people. And um, if there's only 338 cases in all of New Zealand, that's pretty damn good. I think locking it down as soon as we did was the best thing we could. Yeah, we say that about America, too. Um, how the fuck does New Zealand get the coronavirus? You're on a fucking island down somewhere. 
Well, I've got a list of how that happened, and the list states that 98% uh, of the people infected have come from infected countries through flights into New Zealand. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't think of that. I thought that when we cut off all that air shit, you guys did too. We we have uh, shut it down to the extent where New Zealanders, if they can, can still fly home because this is their home, right? Even though they're in other countries. Yeah. And there's thousands of New Zealanders in other countries who are stuck in other countries, and they're all trying to get home. So um, they've tightened it up now that anybody that comes into New Zealand if they are showing any symptoms whatsoever, um, they are immediately quarantined. And if they are not showing symptoms, then they are told that they must self-isolate for the next three, four, three to four weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like I was saying, Springfield went on lockdown. They called it for 30 days. And there's three other counties that called it for 30 days. And my boy tells me our county's talking about calling it for 30 days. But I live on so far out in the middle end of the county line, man. It don't matter. I got, I'm Esther. I got to go to work every day. Brooks an essential worker. Fucking six inches away from people. Yeah. And so, I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, if she gets sick, I might have to just put her in the woodshed for a while. Hey. Yeah. Watch it there, Saturday. <laughs> I go to town every day to see if I can find toilet paper. He can go and sleep out there with the mice and the rats. <laughs> hey. I told Jesse if he catches it, he's sleeping out there in the goddamn storage box until he's better. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I do. I try to stay away from them fuckers that's fucking hacking and coughing. But, you know, the worst part is right now it's springtime in America and shit's blooming. Everybody's Everybody got out. drooling and snotting and eyes watering. Who are you going to know has that shit? Uh, I walk yeah, into so a store, you know, and I, I got uh, go ahead. It's quite easy for them um, to take those time periods of when the weather is changing and use that to the advantage. And it's funny how all of a sudden two weeks has turned into a, an entire month. Uh, to me, uh, <laughs> conspiracy theorists are coming out of the woodwork. And it's true about this fraud that's coming towards Earth right now. I mean, NASA have advertised it. It's been known for months that it's coming. And the hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait, wait right there for a second, because NASA said we went to the moon once, but we can't get back, but they can go see Mars. Well, apparently we're going to the, uh, be landing on the moon again soon, too. They're going to stop by the moon on their way to Mars. Okay, sorry, Savage. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I did, but I didn't. Yeah, so 29th of April is the, the um, date that has been um, put all across the internet. Every single um, 
space agency because you do realize that I run a space agency as well over here. So that's my little company that I run. And every oh, single yes. uh, space agency across the planet is also advertising the fact that the 29th of April is when this big ass uh, asteroid's going to be coming close to the Earth. But it's going to be so many thousand miles away from the Earth when it comes past. But all the conspiracy theorists are jumping on that. So, oh, no, we'll just tell everybody uh, you've got to fucking um, come back to Jesus the the before the rock hits the planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that their message? <laughs> that's, your, that's your message. You've got you to find Jesus quickly because it's going to be over soon. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. good thing he knows who we are. <laughs> When's this supposed to hit? April 29th. April 29th. April 29th. My phone says fact check. World is not going to end on him. April 29th. <laughs> <laughs> that was India today. In India is telling us that the world is not going to end on April 29th. So that should ease your nerves. <laughs> yeah. If it's going to happen, uh, it's going to happen. But I just, I, I really do uh, think that this conspiracy theorists that do not know the facts and none of these scientists do either they should shut their goddamn bloody mouths stop trying to worry the people that can't think for themselves and um tell the fucking truth for a change because you know they've known about this for fucking months on end do you think that uh they're going to tell us that though they just want to hold us to ransom emotionally and that's what they're doing yeah. yeah, they've got so many people. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, now it's the day of the internet in this day and age, and everybody can do their own research. And in the process of doing this own research, people's found the government to be, you know, lying to them over the years. Some, yeah. And uh, some, and the more those people look into it, the more they talk about it, more and more people look into it. And, you know, and, and now uh, with uh, different politicians like Trump and shit calling, you know, news, f fake news stations and reporting fake news and misleading the public. You got to go yeah. to like Twitter and social outlets to see this, to actually see what they they've said, like Trump uses Twitter. And it's the, really the only way to get, you know, without them cutting in and out and cutting the film and, and the tape to, to say he said this like this instead and just giving you bits, bits and pieces of it to make him look bad uh and, and he was smart by doing that and, and now all these other politicians are fo following the same w way and really the only way to get a true reading of what's going on is you got to get on the social media and friend all these politicians well when yeah. guys like me and you that are white power get on there and be their friends suddenly the world looks at them and and you know oh they're racist because they got guys like us on there well we're, we're part of the general public 
<laughs> yeah, uh, we are uh, Trump's a liar because uh, you know he he hangs out with bikers and fucking sticks the arms around them and fucking cheers them along and uh, their protest towards fucking uh, uh, child abuse and shit. You know, I mean they painted him a bad guy just because he hang out with a bunch of bikers. And the things about bikers, bike clubs. Every bike club in America is loaded with United States veterans. Those veterans are not going to stand by and let these biker groups uh, dismantle America like they like the news outlet tells you they are. They're not yeah. going to. They're not. They've taken up you know an oath to the Constitution, follow to death. I mean, even as veterans, they they all stick to this constitution to, to protect the constitution and the people of america he, whether they be that greasy biker or he's that fucking cop behind the wheel of the car uh yeah. they're all a veterans a veteran and, and they uphold the constitution at least what they're sworn to yeah 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 so i mean uh and a lot of these cops uh the police departments are hiring these uh veterans because the only thing they know is how to follow orders they don't take no discretion of what the situation is you know orders say take them to jail they take them to jail right or wrong but you're not gonna go in and take their guns either they're gonna if the ones that are police ain't gonna stand for that because that's a violation of our constitutional right oh well over here they'd said fuck it and took all our guns anyway yeah, don't that suck, man? Uh, they're trying to do that here, but man, there's too many gun owners in America. I mean, even these old Christians around here that you know believe and turn the other cheek, the, 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 they draw the line with their guns. We're not going to turn the other cheek. We're going to stand up in the fields and fight. Yeah, most farmers and most of these farmers around here will not give up their guns gun not one bullet you ain't taking nothing off my property without a fight and and the um, the governor says if any federal agent comes down here trying to take guns that our local police are to arrest them oh yeah yes so any federal agent that comes into missouri trying to take your your guns out of your home and take them away from you will be arrested for a uh, violation of our constitutional right. And they'll haul them right down to the county jail. And they say they give your guns right back to you. Yeah. The local sheriff does. Um, and, you know, what's the boss call that? Posse Cata Thomas? You know, um, the local sheriff over government. You know, yeah. we ain't snitches or nothing like that, but we do believe in the local sheriff over the government because he is the man that you voted in for your community. And yeah. uh, there does have to be law and order in your county and uh, a cop has to be voted in. And, and you know, we, we stand behind that sheriff, even though some of our guys may get arrested along the lines here and there. But we do claim to be 100% legal and I mean, we don't believe in snitching or nothing, but we do believe in the local justice system and, and the sheriff is part of it over the government. 
because your your governor runs your your state and your sheriff runs your county and he's the man who reports to your governor and the governor has total control i hate to like our sheriff because he don't do shit. yeah i yeah I, I like the sheriff here too he don't really do a whole lot in this county uh they say if you run from him he'll just shoot you you're <laughs> falling on the run because you're running <laughs> you call him he's not going to show up at your house you got a dead body in your backyard i'll, I'll be out there first thing in the morning and in the morning <laughs> never comes after yeah, just in the meantime just leave him where he is don't touch him stay away from him and let him rot <laughs> yeah the preacher told me about 10 years ago that uh there have been 200 murders in this county in the last 20 years and only one of them has been solved, and that's because the guy's wife turned him in. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Odd case. Yeah, so and they say he ain't going to do nothing at all. I love my county. This is the, it's, it's called Wright County, and it's it's uh, oh, it's, it's right one to live in. Uh, we we don't do it he's a good sheriff i mean he does his job but he he just don't everybody votes for him i vote for him i like, like him stays out of your business takes care of what yeah he needs to be taken care of he's not a policing type cop he, he he you know um we're down here in the deep south and everything's family clicks and it's all Ku Klux Klanish, but family Klanish, and it's all clicks. And the in the if the sheriff, it's just like you see on TV. You know, the sheriff rubs one family wrong, and hell, they're all intertwined amongst each other. You got the you know, next thing you know, your own dad for hauling old fucking Joe to jail. <laughs> he might be the goddamn town drunk like Otis, but you let him walk in and turn himself into the jail. You don't haul his ass in. You know? <laughs> it's it's really small communities like that around here. I mean, um, in, in the, the county that we're in, I mean, the, the county seats probably only got less than 500 people in it. I mean, there, there's not a lot of work to be done. And most of your, I mean, it's methylin off the farms. I mean, you're missing fucking tools or you're missing your fucking tires off your truck or some fucking farm kid stole your truck or your tractor, you know? You can find it down the fucking road or in the next town over, all beat up and abandoned, tires are missing and everything else. But you get it back, the insurance pays for your tires and everything goes up. But you know what's the chances of catching that punk unless they actually catch him in another stolen truck and it might even not be the one that stole your truck and then you know living in a meth capital where the guys are doing nothing but meth all the time and nobody gets any fucking sleep around here no telling who it is right <laughs> Uh, I've allowed people out here that I didn't really trust, and I felt fucking stupid afterwards. Yeah, now they know I fucking live. Um, it makes it, you know, I left capital, so I mean, it, it's uh, it's a whole nother world here where I live. I mean, the sheriff's got it on his hands. 
what we all see and call you know him not doing nothing. I mean, in the prophecy seen him making bus of uh, uh, he's made mega meth bus around the area and stuff like that. Yeah, he does do that type of work, but. Uh, and if you run from him, they said he will just shoot you because he, he 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 don't like to run and chase you. And if he's shooting at you, it's probably for a felony. So you're a felon running. <laughs> I don't even know anybody's ever shot at. I just heard stories. Yeah, we've all heard stories, but most of the part of it is the people are crazy. They can like the next neighbor on the next road over. I mean, he shot up a squad car, rammed it with set it on fire they took him to the crazy place for a few months and let him go he did let the dog out of the car before he said he did let the canine dog out of the car before he set it on fire uh you think the dog would have attacked him but he took off running looking for the cops um i mean no trespassing down here really means no trespassing you can tell the cop to get the fuck off your property and if he don't do it and you feel threatened you can shoot at him can shoot him he knows it and so does everybody else and uh and down here trespassing means one foot on the property and if you think that guy's armed and can possibly is in the mood to hurt people on meth you can shoot him he's scared for your life uh and and that's that's just the law here in missouri it's him near the wild wild west you can't actually go in a bar and call a guy out like you see in the movies, but it's it's damn near there. <laughs> they get along the river and they two of them pull out guns and start shooting at each other. That's a shootout, ain't it? <laughs> Maybe not at high noon. Nah. Maybe like high two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brooks says not high noon, but more like two in the morning. <laughs> when all the good people are home in bed sleeping and the meth heads are out on the river, you know, in the middle of the night doing their thing, uh, and they bump into each other and they don't like each other. It's not just the meth heads, though. It's all crazy. It's all, yeah. They're. they're just crazy hillbillies down here, man. <laughs> I, I live in a different, it's, it's a different world, man. I'm telling you. I used to live by Chicago and, well, you know, it's it's, it's all the gangbangers up there. You got a water lead. And then uh, and down here, it's just fucking old hillbillies. You know, they're fucking one minute they like you, the next minute they don't. Mad at you for something. Somebody's fucking pulled the wool over their eyes. I never had them mad at me, but uh, I, I've seen them be mad at each other. I've heard them vent a little bit around the neighborhood. <laughs> you can cut. I don't. I don't understand how that whole bike thing happened because you. You can call the fire department out here and the cops at the same time, and the fire department will be here, but the cops will see, like, a week later, like, uh, we had a call out here. Yeah, yeah, a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. 
<laughs> we settled it. <laughs> oh, okay, everything's cool. <laughs> everything's cool. <laughs> uh, you know, and it, it's kind of like an Andy Griffin type town. There ain't no local cop shop here, but it's the next town over. Uh, it's, it's, you, I could that savage. I wouldn't live anywhere else. I live by the city, man. I don't want to live like that. Line type yeah, shit. Yeah, man. I'm back here with the generals now, man. I'm in the back land. <laughs> I got the battle going on up there, and I'm, I'm sitting back here relaxing. I've, I've, I've lived in it all my life. I've spent fucking 40 years of that shit. And I'm well, 35, and then I moved away, and I, I then shortly we're down here in the sticks, man. And it's man, it's it's uh hard to get used. Once you get used, it kind of like it. It ain't so bad, man. I okay, I, I did six years in prison in a cage, so I I can be anywhere secluded. It don't matter to me. I don't have to be around people. Uh. But most people can't handle the solitude is what I noticed. They'll buy property down here and think they want to live in the Ozarks. And uh, you'll see a house that's been sitting empty for years. For some reason, they're still paying the taxes on it. And it's, it's just running down from uh, you go to over there to find out where the owner lives. And hell, it's off in California. I've checked on one that was in California, New York, Washington. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they just can't. It, it's. It's out in the middle of the woods. And like I said, everything's clannish. It takes a few years for the people to talk to you. They're nice. Hi, how you doing in passing? But they don't carry on conversation with you. They don't act friendly if you're too fucking bad. <laughs> if I don't know you, you're shit out of luck. And then you hear shooting stories all the time. Uh, but it's amongst each other. It's like niggers shooting niggers. It's these... Hillbillies shooting hillbillies. I'm not in the middle of the um, and the cop thing is uh, well, I, I'm 500 miles away. I'm not, not a fish. I'm not one of the game fish around here. I didn't grow up around here. They're not. I'm not one of the guys they look for, know to look for. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know I mean, if you can do that on that. Well, for a ride shortly, I'm going to go and get me some um, gas and um, maybe a bit of an eat and enjoy the afternoon. What do you want to call? It's 8.30. Uh, you want to call it an early show and, and then you can go for your ride? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, there's nothing really else that we can mention that uh, to talk about that would um, help people, except for the fact that they should uh, listen to what the government's saying, stay home and, and be safe. Yeah, it's all best you can do, man. That's what I, I can say. Um, I haven't followed that advice very well. I, I, I follow that only because I like staying home and being away from people, but I recommend it. Yeah, I, I mean... You're going to go out to bars. You're going to go out to restaurants. You're going to go out. We don't live like that. Yeah. I'm like the normal society, especially in the yeah. big cities. It seems like it's worse. They, Every they bar is closed. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're, we're country. Living. We live out here. Yeah, at, our bars are closed too. There's there's really nowhere open. Uh, Steak and Shake, I hear, is still open to people coming in. They're they're, they're not too worried about it. Yeah. I don't really understand that. Uh, shut down your your uh, drive through only. Your sitting space, drive through only, call in delivery, pick it up at the curb. But that I mean that helps helps because not everybody's all around everybody but yeah like i said i don't think it's that big of a thing they, they're making a giant mountain out of a molehill out of less than a molehill if you look at all the statistics it'll show you i mean you can believe whatever they say I mean, they're the they're the uh, professionals, the experts. Uh, they know everything, people. Or you can look at the data yourself, being a reasonable human being, and make good choices and understand what's going on. I I don't know. All righty. Well, we've told them everything we could tell them. Savage, you want to get out for a ride? Um, you yep. suck. I'll call it a day and we'll say hell victory for tonight and welcome. Then thanks for listening to the ANSSMC Power Hour. We'll see you again next week. Uh, it is the end of Savage's riding season and the beginning of mine. I'll be wanting to take night rides before you know it. We might tonight. <laughs> hell victory ball. You have a good ride this afternoon. Hail Savage. Be yeah. careful out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bye, Hell Victor. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.